0: Hey, we're recording on all cylinders here, want to uh, welcome everyone along to Panic Attack with Big John, follow me on Getter and Twitter and Truth Social, at the real underscore Big John, should call it Water Bottle Guzzler Big John, uh, (laughs) But anyways, do all the like, share, subscribe, comment, and such and such forth. Well, hey, those of you on the video just got to see my man titty shake. got to readjust my chair here. All right. I was trying to adjust it so I could lean backwards, but maybe I should do this video sitting straight up and down. At least for as long as I can. Well, the Peacock Network... Uh, Streaming service has a documentary out on Teddy Hart of the uh, famed Hart family. Nephew to Bret Hart. Of course, all Bret's siblings. uh, All that stuff. this garbage off my computer screen. Go away. Alright, so uh, if you haven't heard of, don't follow uh, Teddy Hart, I wouldn't follow him in any way, but if you want a good entertaining laugh at a a, a guy that's a mental case uh, and thinks he's going to be the next big thing in wrestling, Teddy Hart's your guy, he is uh, a a, a more fun than a barrel of monkeys. Uh, let's do a little back around. Well, first of all, the name of this docu series on Peacock. And if you don't have Peacock, one thing, if you're a wrestling fan, it's worth it for $4.99 a month just to get the once a month uh, good WWE shows, um, formerly known as pay per views. But this, this three part docu series is worth 4.99 alone. Uh, it's just it's, it's three hours of uh, tragedy, sadness, a lunatic that thinks he's the next big thing in wrestling. Uh, it's got everything. It's got drama, It's got a psychopath. Uh, it's a true crime. Sadly, most... uh, Well, sadly, all of it is true. Almost. All of it's true, except what comes out of Teddy's mouth. You don't know if he's the gimmick Teddy Hart, if he's the man who was born Edward Ellsworth Annis. Annis is spelled A-N-N-I-S, by the way. Uh... You just don't know. But the rest of it's true. Everything that this filmmaker, uh, Fred, I have his name written down here, Fred uh, Krochek, (laughs) Krochek, his last name was spelled C-R, or, pardon me, Frederick Krochest, Krochest, K-R-O-E-T-S-C-H is how he spells his last name. All right. So I was telling you a little bit about Teddy Hart and his background, the grandson of Stu Hart, uh, quite the talented wrestler. I I will give the man that. He's, He's got the skills. He was the youngest person ever to sign a WWE contract in 1999. This is, you know, two years past uh, his uncle Brett, leaving the company. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he was signed by them uh, when Owen was still alive. I think Owen did. Owen die in '98 or '99. Well, that's not important. But 1999. WWE was at one of its highest points uh, in history. The Attitude Era was going strong. They signed this young Canadian kid at uh, 18 years of age. And (laughs) presumptive... And not long after that, about six months later, fired his ass. So he's the youngest person to be hired and the youngest person to be fired. Uh, I... I think this was in the OVW days of WWE training schools. But anyhow, that's not important. Uh, He's been in trouble with the law, left, right, and up and down. Multiple assault charges, DUIs, steroid possessions. Uh 2020, he assaulted his girlfriend, Maria Manik, uh, who's also a wrestler. Uh, she, was, uh, she is, was a big up-and-coming star. She's still wrestling. Uh, I hope with the new regime in WWE, she'll get another shot there. Uh, Maria and... Teddy had a YouTube channel at one point. And I was a fan of Maria Manic and followed her on social media and YouTube uh, before Teddy Hart got around her. Uh, she, up, she posted videos uh, of training. Uh, the fans thought that Teddy was too rough on her. Uh, and Teddy and Teddy brainwashed Maria into thinking that when he was putting her in chokeholds, to the point where she passed out or almost passed out uh, when when he was hitting her with uh, with boxing gloves on or MMA gloves but nonetheless hitting her people thought he was hitting her too hard and she said that well this is training he's teaching me to uh, Teaching me what to do if someone shoots on me in the ring and puts me in a real chokehold. You'll see uh, tales similar to that later from future, well, past girlfriends of Teddy Hart. Uh, there was one video Maria posted where she's in a closet and crying and saying she's afraid of Teddy. Teddy. She then walked that back by saying, well, you know, this is reality TV. I edit and post all those videos. Uh, I posted that video of me in the closet. It was part of our reality TV show on YouTube. (sighs) Typical uh, sounds of a, a brainwashed and abused person. Anyhow. Uh... So, by the way, my references here on some of this information about Teddy in the background uh, from SportsKedia.com and then SlamWrestling.net had a preview of this docu-series up. Uh, SlamWrestling.com called it uh, similar in tone to Tiger King. I never watched that, so you can... Be the judge of that. Uh, Canadian filmmaker Frederick, whose last name I can't pronounce, spent 10 years covering Teddy Hart. Uh, <laughs> Teddy owns between, or at that time in 2012, when this filmmaker started this, he owned between, Teddy owned between 50 and 100 cats. What the fudge? But he said he was a Persian cat breeder and trainer. More on that later. Uh, it's mul- it has multiple parts. Part one is a is called A Tall Tale. Part two, The Nine Lives of Teddy Hart. Uh, and then I, f- I forget what the third part's called. They didn't say in, uh, on slamwrestling.net. Uh, The only people from the Hart family that appear in this video are his mother, Georgia Hart, and his father, BJ Annis. They're also the only two people that have anything nice to say about Teddy. So, just from my experience and following wrestling and Teddy Hart, his problems are he's a dangerous worker, he's a spot monkey, does the high spots. Uh, I'll I'll tell you more in detail about this later, but he was kicked out of (laughs) Ring of Honor Wrestling for doing repeated moonsaults off of a steel cage onto the other wrestlers that weren't part of the angle, and the other wrestlers were like, knock it off. More on that later. Uh, So this series is called... Dangerous Breed, colon, Crime, Cons, and Cats. Now, at first I thought, okay, crimes. Teddy's been involved in crimes. When I said cons, I thought it meant maybe people conned him. But no. As you watch, you'll see the cons are Teddy Hart's conning women and conning people it starts out teddy calls wrestling a dying business and he is there to clean the cholesterol out of the wrestling business i laughed my head off at this i don't know how that interview came about how that promo came but that's what that's where it starts out He says he is the past, the present, and future of this dying business. Oh, no, you are not. (laughs) He is not any of those. In the past, he could have been the future of the wrestling business, but he was too stupid and screwed up his shot in WWF WWE. So, Fred, this filmmaker, thought over this 10-year span of filming Teddy Hart that this would be the next big reality show. It had everything that a reality show needed 10 years ago. It had an over-the-top cast of characters and a centerpiece that was a wild man, Teddy Hart. Uh... Fred met Teddy at an indie show. Uh, he made te- or Fred used to make little videos for indie wrestlers and record indie wrestling shows. Pretty cool. Teddy, uh, like I said, he breeds and trains Persian show cats, and he says that they're that cats are like women, particularly Persian cats, because uh, they make you earn their love and trust. And once you earn their trust, they're loyal to you. That is sickeningly true. Once women earn, once Teddy earned a woman's trust, for a very long time, they would be extremely loyal to him. And it was sickening, frankly. Uh, at the beginning of this, when this filmmaker goes to Teddy's, quote, mansion. There are a lot of people around Teddy. And they all respect Teddy. And it's almost cultish. The way these people like him, the way they answer to him, the way that they revere him is reviling. It's like, okay, Teddy says, come here and sit down. We're going to watch me, my wrestling, and get high. Roll me a big, fat blunt. Yes, Teddy. Uh, tell so-and-so to get get me my bottle of water. Yes, Teddy. Tell so-and-so to bring me my energy drink. Yes, Teddy. Very strange and cultish. Uh, at the beginning of this and uh, this documentary, it started out 2012, okay? And at that time, he was married to um, an attractive lady named Faye, uh, who was rather muscular and built, but she wasn't into wrestling. And I think Teddy pushed her into getting uh, into shape. She probably wasn't in bad shape to begin with. But, Teddy's a manipulative person. I think he likes a certain female body type, as we'll see later. And he probably tells women they're fat. Oh, let me help you get in shape, that kind of guy. So, Teddy actually had his first wrestling school in Canada because he was a heart. Because he had the heart name going for him, he had his first wrestling school as a teenager, and taught other kids how to wrestle. And that's all. That's as far as it went in this documentary. Uh, in the Ring of Honor thing that I was telling you about, uh, he went off script and started doing these moon salts off the top of a steel cage. The other wrestlers. Didn't really want to catch him. And uh, they got tired of it. Well, Teddy kept doing these moonsaults. uh, Ridiculous. With no point to to the match. And he did it until he puked. Until he threw up. How stupid is that? (laughs) All right. So, anyways, the dude really loves cats, by the way. Uh, In every video that this filmmaker is trying to make of him, he has to be holding a cat. And the cats are playing with the clip-on microphone, trying to eat it. And the filmmaker says, that's a $700 microphone that my mom paid for. (laughs) So the filmmaker wasn't making a lot of money. Wasn't making any money off of Teddy. Uh, Okay. Uh, In 2012-ish, Teddy was charging $2,000 per month for a wrestling school. He got one guy in there. The guy was basically Teddy's personal assistant. Teddy ordered the guy around and the guy said he never set foot in a wrestling ring. Rip off. So, <laughs> poor, unfortunate Fred, the filmmaker. He finally got a $100,000 offer to make his reality show about Teddy Hart. The day that the Fred, the filmmaker, was supposed to sign the deal, Teddy is accused of, and it's all over the papers, official police reports, he is accused of raping and holding Faye, his wife, and their girlfriend, Michelle, against their will. So rape and uh, unlawful detainment. So Faye says that Teddy would go on these 10, 20, 24-hour rants where he wouldn't sleep. He would be physically violent. And sexually assault her. What a guy. So. After this sexual assault. Charges come up. Teddy goes on the lam. He's on the run. He ends up in Texas. Where he has another. Girlfriend. This one's name is. Miko, Micho, Micho, or no, Machiko, my bad, M-A-C-H-I-K-O, an up-and-coming indie wrestler. She's still wrestling, still trying to get get into the business, but he has her brainwashed. (coughs) Brainwashed as hell. He basically took over her house, claimed it was his. Uh, and this lady definitely has daddy issues and is looking for someone to cling to. Uh, sad. It's sad. So, that episode kind of ends. Teddy and the filmmaker go on their adventure to Canada. Uh, right before the end of this episode, Teddy is threatening to abuse the... Uh, girlfriend Miko Micho Machiko Machiko. I gotta get the enunciation down. So part two, we're introduced to yet another misguided, unfortunate girlfriend of Teddy Hart, Samantha Fiddler. People say she was under the influence of Teddy Hart. So, Teddy gets arrested at the Canadian airport, which was part of the plan. The filmmaker would let him tell his side of the Faye and Michelle uh, kidnapping and, I guess it's not called kidnapping, uh, unlawful detainment and sexual abuse. And... Faye and Michelle's part side of the story is, look, Teddy was married to Faye. Teddy told Michelle, well, I've got this reality show coming up. You come hang out with me and my girlfriend, and we'll be three's, co- three's company or something, and I'll have sex with both of you, and we'll do sexual things in front of the cameras and pretend that we're... Uh, a m- menage a trois, or whatever that's called. And Faye says later that it, before and after the cameras were there, if she didn't do what Teddy said, she was going to get a beating. So that's why she went along with all Teddy's stuff. And this jives with what I've seen of Teddy on YouTube. With Maria Manic, with what multiple other women have said about Teddy, uh, and even some men. Uh, So, Teddy's arrested. He calls this crazy friend of his, Bill. Bill actually turns out to be not so bad, but he seems crazy at the beginning and then a little better towards the end of the documentary. Bill bails Teddy out of jail. Uh, Then we see Teddy's parents, BJ and Georgia, or Georgiana. And they seem like nice people. They describe Teddy as a private person. Uh, He gets along well with cats and kids, but not so well with other adults. Uh, They say that he was traumatized by his brother's death. Uh, And Ted's father says that Teddy has a 147 IQ, uh, and his parents really love him, they're lo- good, loving, kind people, uh, but they, they blame everything on childhood trauma of Teddy, uh, in my opinion, Teddy certainly has mental illness, either from trauma or biological, maybe both. So they cut to a Samantha Fiddler interview, and right away I could tell she was unstable and insecure. She was a pretty girl, but she brought her three kids with her to this interview. Uh, so at one point, this Samantha was married to an older guy who abused her. Uh, the first time he hit her was on their honeymoon. Uh, back to Teddy and Samantha. Teddy calls her fat. So she goes out and gets breast implants and starts working out. And Samantha wanted to be a wrestler. Teddy Hart, big wrestling name, at least the last name. Uh... So she's doing what Teddy wants her to do. Uh and does everything Teddy says. And it from the everything you see of them together, and everyone that saw them together thought that they were a couple. They acted like a couple. So just in my notes, I just at this point, Teddy's life revolves around a comeback in wrestling to this day now thankfully because of this docu series a couple of uh a couple of indie shows where teddy was supposed to appear have canceled him But his life revolves around a comeback in wrestling. The dude is a fucking maniac. Alright. He never had a start in wrestling. So it's hard to come back to something that you never really took off in. But let him have his delusions I guess. Uh, When it comes to this Samantha Fiddler people say that she would or that Teddy was using her to rehabilitate his image using her and her kids in fact sometimes the kids would be in the front row at wrestling shows and Teddy would you know reach out of the ring and slap them five and all this people that saw them together said that Teddy was father like to her kids who eventually, she abandoned everything to be with Teddy. But so, around about this time, a writer from Rolling Stone hears about this Teddy Hart. Wrestling's hot, wrestling is a good topic, and people love a good comeback story and a human interest story. So There's this article in Rolling Stone that the writer feels helped Teddy revive his career. Uh, And the writer also thinks it helped lead to Samantha's disappearance. And this documentary soon turns into Where's Samantha Fiddler?" So, remember Bill, Ted's friend that bailed him out of jail? Uh, Bill helped Ted and Samantha a lot along the way. Bill thought that eventually he would make money off of Ted and Samantha. He pulls no bones about it. He thought that him and Teddy could build Samantha up into an MMA fighter turned wrestler. And (coughs) she would draw money, as they say in the wrestling business. Bill gave Samantha a three thousand dollars down payment on a Jaguar because she needed a car. You need you need a car, okay? Why a jag? A hundred thousand dollar jag? Well Teddy Hart likes to give off the image that he's rich and successful. So eventually it became Teddy's Jaguar Uh, and eventually Ted and Sam lived in the Jaguar with cats they moved to Tijuana Mexico me by the way all this time Teddy has the unlawful detainment and rape charges against him in Canada but he's traveling the world free (laughs) freely they go to Tijuana to be a part of some big wrestling promotion and that never materialized he may have done some wrestling shows but it wasn't anything big uh Samantha like I was saying she gave up everything to be with Teddy and pursue wrestling uh she was supposed to move to or she did actually but uh at this point in my notes, she hadn't yet. But she was supposed to move from Mexico to Florida to be part of a big training school in Florida. Well, that, that gets entertaining. Um, it, again, I'm looking here, and as I'm watching this, I'm writing down, Teddy is a manipulative psychopath. His ex-wife, Faye, then comes back into the picture. As far as the documentary goes. Faye has hard drive videos of Teddy abusing her physically and verbally. Talking about raping her. uh, And all kinds of just crazy stuff. Uh, And she says, and she has video that he would put her in wrestling holds. Uh, And hurt her. He would never hit her in the face, so that her bruises could always be hidden. But he would put her in wrestling holds. Maria Manic-ish. I I just write here. The dude has a severe mental illness. So finally, almost, Faye and Michelle get their day in court versus Teddy. They go to a pre-trial. Teddy had a big money lawyer paid for by his parents and the big money lawyer gets the case thrown out of court on technicalities. So Teddy says, oh, look, I'm exonerated. I'm not guilty. Da, da, da. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It was thrown out on technicality because as Teddy's father said, the judicial system revolves around money. And my son had the biggest lawyer. And if it was your son, you you'd get the best lawyer you could afford. Uh, so fuck Teddy's parents. Uh, it's sometime after this uh, April Samantha's sister thinks that her sister is gone missing. The sister, Samantha, hasn't posted on social media. Hasn't been very easy to get a hold of. And April calls Teddy. Teddy calls Samantha names. Calls her a hoe. Says she was using him. Said he barely knows her. Even though we have video proof that they lived together, that they seemed a lot like boyfriend and girlfriend in a lot of the videos, all of this. Teddy really trusts this filmmaker, or he wants to use and manipulate the filmmaker, uh, Fred. And all the while, Fred is manipulating and using Teddy to try and solve this mystery of where is uh, Samantha I noticed Teddy is very blingy blingy wears a lot of bling bling he has a, a cheap trashy costume jewelry necklace with a cross he wears metallic reflective like clothing He even had uh, his hair spiked with sparkles in his hair. Everything he does is to draw attention to himself. And this isn't just his wrestling gimmick. This is how he dresses in everyday life. So we come to part three. April of 2021. Let's find Samantha. So there are three keys to this episode right off the bat that I wrote down teddy hopes that the heart name along with the biggest wrestler in the world himself i don't know what he's what what he's well i know what he's smoking but if he's delusional enough to think he's the biggest wrestler in the world When 99% of the wrestling world doesn't know who he is. Uh, Anyhow. But he hopes that the Hart name. And the biggest wrestler in the world. Teddy Hart. Can help find Samantha. Then he goes on to say he doesn't care about Sam Fiddler; He never dated her or had sex with her. Sure as hell looked like they were dating in all of the other videos. That... The filmmaker had. Now, he never had videos of them having sex, but definitely a lot of lovey dovey. Uh, so, Teddy also blames the reality show for his problems with Faye and Michelle. Blames the filmmaker's attempt at the, uh, remember, reality TV show. He blames that for his problems with Faye and Michelle. That they wanted to get out of the TV show. And the only way they could do it was to accuse him of all these terrible things that many other women have accused him of and have proof of. And the filmmaker has proof that he was abusive to Mashika. So anyways, Teddy blames the reality show. Says he lost everything. His mansion, his money, his cat's. He never owned any of those things. That was all Faye's mansion. That was Faye's house that she bought by running an escort service. Uh, it was Faye's money that he was spending. Uh, so eventually Sam's sister calls the Florida police in January 14, January 2017. The Florida PD say April had to prove that Sam was missing. That's pretty shitty of the police, but that's... When it's an adult, if you don't have proof that they've been kidnapped or something, they kind of have the right to disappear. Lazy police work, in my opinion. Uh... This it just has so many shades of what I saw play out with Maria manick on their YouTube channel uh, and Instagram. Uh, Samantha Fiddler didn't seem like the person that would just disappear and abandon her kids. Uh, her friends say she was a very social person. She posted on Facebook a lot. Uh, after she went missing, uh, Teddy posted videos uh, of him and him explaining his side of the story. And Maria Manik is at his side in a lot of these videos. So there's a movement in women's wrestling. Women were being very abused, especially in Great Britain. Uh, in the wrestling scene, Uh, and it spread across the ocean to the United States, and it was called Hashtag Speaking Out, and a lot of the women wrestlers buried a lot of men's careers, deservingly so, through, through the Speaking Out movement. So Teddy, uh, speaking out, the speaking out movement got involved with the Teddy and Samantha disappearance. Machika, Machiko, I'm going to butcher this nice lady's name every time. uh, She started hashtag speaking out about Teddy Hart and the abuse that he did to her. Teddy would put Machiko in wrestling holds choke her till she passed out at one point she passed out and peed on herself uh that's really bad and teddy would say oh well it's training remember back when i talked a few minutes ago teddy would be choking and punching on maria manic and say and she would say This is Teddy training me for what to do if someone shoots on me in the ring. Yeah. No, this was Teddy's abuse of women. Uh, Mashiko said Teddy would blackmail her for sex. You know, things like, uh, I won't help you in wrestling if you don't have sex with me. Uh, And she thinks that Teddy slipped her drugs as well. uh, Or he gave her drugs, one of the two. Because one time, after he choked her out and had sex with her, she saw that she, for some reason, paid Teddy $4,000 and she was under the influence of Teddy's manipulation and so on. So, Teddy on Sam... This is what Teddy says about Samantha when he met her. When I met her, she was a stripper and trying to get off drugs. And she says, I bought into it. Victim blaming. Uh, Earlier on, Teddy said that he met Sam because she responded to an advertisement to be a nanny to Bill's son, the Bill who bought Teddy out of jail or bailed Teddy out of jail, excuse me. And Bill says, totally contradicts that and says, No, we went into a strip club and Samantha just had that it, that it in her eyes. She was that special girl. Every strip club, and I've been to a few, I admit, sadly, I was a bad person. Uh, There's always one girl that's the A girl that stands out above the rest, okay? And Sam was that girl. Uh, There is no telling. Her friends say she never did drugs, but also her sister said she was kind of wild, so... She doesn't deserve what she got, though, whatever has happened to her. Uh, at this point, a guy named Chasen Rance comes into the picture. Teddy introduced Samantha to Chasen Rance Wrestling School. Now, when I heard they were going to a wrestling school in Florida, I thought, oh, FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, uh, which before that it was, uh, it doesn't matter. It was WWE's training school, which became NXT, but before that it was something else like Southern Championship Wrestling Hour. But I thought, oh, big wrestling school in Florida, WWE Training School, Florida Championship Wrestling. No. Chase Rant's wrestling school in Florida called Team Vision Dojo. This is, gets fun. This gets fun. Not about poor Sam Samantha, but they also do fetish wrestling videos, where you can send them your money, tell them which wrestlers you want to see wrestle, and how you want them to act out the match. Chase Rance, Chase and Rance, pardon me, says that he tells his wrestlers not to do anything sexual in the wrestling videos. but to do what the fans tell them to do. Oh, this is a hoop. There is video of Teddy Hart in these fetish videos. Uh, I think it's either te- ter- Teddy Terrible, I think is what his gimmick name is. Uh, it shows him pulling men's trunks back, not exposing anything, But then punching them in the groin. And other men doing the same thing to him. It's disgusting. So. I just said you know Teddy exploits people. And Rance exploits his wrestling students in these custom videos. They call them custom videos. They're fetish videos people. So. At this point, a fellow named John Johnson enters the scene. Uh, He is a friend of Samantha. And he met up with Teddy and Sam at WrestleMania in Orlando. And he could tell right away Sam was in a bad situation. Witnessed Teddy abuse Sam physically and verbally and physically. Says that Sam told him... Teddy left with her car, the $100,000 Jaguar that Bill paid for, Bill, the guy that bailed Teddy out of jail, and the Teddy also took her passport. Remember, Samantha is a Canadian citizen, so without any documentation, Samantha has no real identity she can't gain employment she can't take money she can't make money pardon me so now teddy has her car and her passport i need to take a break and come back and we'll talk more about this in un moment por favor all right we're back Part. Do part number two of the saga of Teddy Hart, the psychopath, and Samantha Fiddler, the Danzel in Distress. So, Mashiko says after she got rid of Ted... He showed it back up in her life in Texas with Samantha's car and her passport, which Teddy denied taking. His other girlfriend, Michelle, said that he used to steal her passport. This is all a part of controlling somebody. And so they can't leave whatever country they are in without their passport. So, Samantha, a Canadian citizen, is now trapped in Florida, no identification, nothing to prove she is who she is, and she's working at a landscaping company and and other places. So, let's continue here. Teddy shows up in... Texas with Samantha's car and passport. Teddy, in my opinion, is a fucking asshole. Filmmaker Point Fred the filmmaker points out that Teddy would take passports from people to entrap them. Like I said a minute ago. But just for the point, there is proof that he would take passports from people as part of his entrapment. Uh, Samantha Fiddler went by the gimmick name Samantha Steele. And this was where it clicked for me. Uh, I saw pictures of her ripped, working out, and it hit me. I followed her on Facebook at one time uh, under her gimmick name I Watch way too much wrestling for an adult, you know that So anyways, so Samantha gets arrested Now, uh, as Teddy is talking about Samantha He's saying oh, yeah, man. She was arrested. She was on drugs. She got arrested. She got arrested Here's what she was arrested for She went to a hospital scared out of her mind and she wanted to be checked into the hospital just to have a safe place to live. There were no drugs or alcohol in her system. She was just very scared. The hospital arrest report puts her address down as homeless. So there is a November 4th Facebook post, 2016 or 17, of Samantha in a locker room, and there's also a, a mirror and a, I don't know what they call those, those fancy makeup mirrors that women have, like, anyhow, there's women's lingerie laying on the mirror and there's a locker room. Where she's sitting and it's presumed that she's in a strip club and she's back to stripping because again, no identification, no paperwork to prove who she is. She can only work for cash. Uh, When she worked for the landscaping business, she worked for cash. When you're a stripper, you obviously work for cash. She's arrested again in Florida on a bench warrant because she missed all of her court dates for the hospital trespassing arrest. You don't have a car. You don't have ID. You don't have money. It's hard to get to your court dates. So she got arrested on a bench warrant. She gets out of jail on November 19th and is never seen again. At this point, you know, Teddy's on the internet making all these excuses, doing all these Facebook videos because he's tied into this Samantha missing plot. Where's Samantha? Where is she? Teddy, you were with her a lot for over a year, maybe years. Where did she go? I don't know. I barely knew her. I, I didn't even like her. I never even had sex with her. Okay, Teddy. And poor Maria Manic. She's by Teddy's side in all these videos. Uh, Fred the Filmmaker points out a, a uh, Twitter page. I think it's still up. It was up a few months ago when this uh, documentary was released. Or, it was released a few days ago actually, but... When the final stages of this documentary uh, is called it's at is Teddy in jail he's been in jail that many times there's actually people on Twitter that make fun of him and you can check every day is Teddy in jail that's the Twitter handle is Teddy in jail so Fred says Teddy Tells him that he was in Mexico when Samantha went missing. Uh, Actually, they find a YouTube video. Teddy was at a wrestling show in California. Uh, And this is as Teddy is being interviewed by Fred. And Fred's going back and forth. Teddy tells a lie. Fred cuts to himself on a home computer finding... Or searching Teddy's stories and rebutting them. Uh, Fred concludes that he doesn't think that Teddy murdered Samantha but he took her car and her passport and put her in a bad situation. Samantha is missing and presumed dead by everyone. Uh, The conclusion that Fred comes to is that Teddy uses people and then he discards them. He did it with Faye and Michelle. He tried to do it with Fred the filmmaker. He did it with uh, Samantha Fiddler. You know, in one of two ways. Sam Fiddler, Samantha Steele, Samantha Fiddler, she was Teddy's meal ticket. Either he was going to turn her into a WWE diva or some sort of wrestler that he could use and make money off of, or he was going to use her and her kids to rehabilitate his image and so that he could manipulate. Wrestling promoters, hey look, I'm a changed man, I've got a girlfriend and kids now, I'm a good guy now. No. Teddy uses people and discards them. You saw it with Faye and Michelle, how he discarded them after he was done using them. You saw it with uh, Mashiko, saw it with Samantha. Even the documentary filmmaker. Every one of Teddy's friends, he says, he's on video saying, this is the nicest person in the world. This, I love this person. They're my best friend. They're the only person I could think of to call and help me out. And then when he's done, he just discards them. He calls them names. He says that they're terrible people. That they used him. That they took all his money. Blah, blah, woof, woof. Uh, Fred, the filmmaker, feels guilty because he feels like his whole thing with making Teddy into, well, Fred feels that because he wanted to make Teddy into a reality TV star and that because He got, that got uh, Michelle involved with Teddy. Uh, That got Samantha drug along by Teddy. Teddy would say, hey, I've got this filmmaker that's going to make a documentary and a reality show about me. And he would use that to manipulate people. So the filmmaker feels he's partly at fault with Samantha's disappearance and probable death. So, in my conclusion, it's a good three hours of entertainment. If you like true crime and just insanity, uh, as far as your television entertainment goes. Uh, Teddy Hart, in my opinion, is a piece of shit and belongs in a mental hospital. Um, Unfortunately, I believe more people are going to fall for him, fall for his schemes and lies. Uh, Men and women... (laughs) because he would manipulate and use anybody, and people will continue to fall for his shit. Teddy is delusional if he thinks he's the biggest name in wrestling. (laughs) Far from it, Ted. Far from it. And he's delusional if he thinks he's ever gonna make a comeback in wrestling. No one's going to touch this guy, and thankfully, uh, because of this documentary dropping, he's had a few companies cut him from their uh, independent wrestling shows, and uh, good. He doesn't deserve the money, he doesn't deserve the attention, he's probably got somebody that he's living off of and uh, right now, somebody that he's using, so... That's it. If you want to spend $4.99, definitely worth it for this uh, docu-series alone, in my opinion. Go watch the full-length thing on Peacock. I can't do it justice, but I wanted to talk about this subject because it shows the kind of true evil that's out there in this world. Pardon me for my hiccups. Where somebody will... Manipulate and use people for their own gain. Somebody that's a loser and has dug their own hole in life and they just blame everybody else. So, all right, God bless you guys. Pray for one another. Love somebody today. Be the reason somebody feels loved. Till next time, God bless you. See you on another panic attack with Big John.